Damn you, Chase Legler. I just want to say one thing, too, to all of our fans and, and customers for, for all the support and love that you do show us. It, it means a lot. I, I think the too long didn't read version of what Luke just went on was that... our way to say that that we love you guys and we appreciate what everyone's going through and uh you know we're, we're all in this together Woo! danny i'm jacked up i'm jacked up for the season finale <laughs> season two <laughs> of season two <laughs> there are no rhyme or reason seasons to this podcast that's right season three might be two episodes i don't know yeah but, how, i don't remember what the <laughs> when did we go when did we call it season two well you surprised us all remember you're like throwing the headphones and we heard the intro we didn't know you were working on it it was it was um i believe it was middle of the summer sometime because it was after the shutdown so maybe um, like 12 to 15 episodes? Yeah, something like that, probably. Season one was really long. <laughs> <laughs> it was extra long. Most because yes. we didn't plan on having seasons. <laughs> exactly. nor, nor are they relevant in any manner. <laughs> That's right. There's no, there, like you said, there's no rhyme or reason to right. it. Right. But here we are, episode 50. It's pretty wild. Episode uh, 50. Um, it's pretty crazy to think that, that we've done this many more than 50 times. There's 50 of them we've put on. If that, you've, that we've hey, put in air. Hey, if you've listened to 50, 50 episodes of us being idiots on microphones, please let us know. Ooh, I have an idea. Let's let's do this. Uh, if you so for those listening, since it's the end of season two, mm-hmm. I actually would love to know as well if you've listened uh, to all fifty. But regardless, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this episode, um, Con, um, is it contact us? Is that the best way? Yeah. For, contact us at Sonder Brewing. Uh, let Danny know. If you've listened to 50 episodes, you've heard me buzzed enough to drop my actual email. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Good point. Get, tell you what. Get in touch with Danny, with mm-hmm. PNP, via social media, via email, something. What we'll do, um, this is totally off the cuff, PNP, by the way. I, I didn't think of yeah, this I have, until I have right no now. idea what you're saying. Uh, let's do a raffle. Okay. Um, we'll do a raffle, and um, we'll raffle off some beer and yep. some merch. Let's do it. Um, if it's if it's somebody that's not local, we'll have to figure something out uh, for shipping. But uh, but for those local, we'll do beer merch. Um, and what we'll do is um, for episode one of chapter three or of season three, we'll draw it live. Whoever our guest is for that episode, mm-hmm. uh, we'll have that person draw a name live uh, on the podcast. Love it. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, for those listening. Uh, get in touch with Danny. Let him know you want to be in the raffle, and mm-hmm. um, we'll uh, we'll do something pretty sweet out of it. So, Beautiful. thank. By the way, we wouldn't be able to do this if it weren't for everybody listening. So, exactly, um, it's pretty cool. All right, let's jump in. We've got um, this is going to be a fun one. Yeah, uh, we've got uh, <laughs> Zach Williams with us. Zach, say hey. Hey, how's everybody doing? So Zach is our um, so he's he's a he's a a, a bartender. Uh, works uh, on on Jess and Haley's team. Shift lead, correct? Shift lead. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. that's fair. Sorry, I didn't mean to disrespect you. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, Zach and I also have become pretty good friends over the last year. Uh, our our kids are the same age. His two and, and half of my four uh, are the same age. <laughs> and and uh, now with our current living situation, we live almost fo- vortex football throwing distance away. So we get <laughs> we get to hang out. We have a, a lot of fun together. Our families. So like a this, pitching wedge, maybe. Uh, it's it's a little further than that. I always like my my joke has always been. Remember the the vortex football that whistled when you threw it? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And and the back of the box said like John Elway could throw this thing a thousand yards. Yeah, it was so ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> so that's that's I always use that as like a metric. Right. As a measuring stick. We live about one of those John Elway vortex football throws away from each other. John Elway throwing it or you throwing it? John Elway. Okay. Yeah, me throwing it. No, <laughs> nope. Like nope. three throws from Justin, <laughs> one from Elway. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Zach is also, uh, we'll get into this a little bit later. He's our resident, uh, dirty glass drinking, 
Um, <laughs> Shifley. We wanted to make sure he has a platform to defend himself. That's right. That's right. Uh, we got into it a little bit last week with Jess. Um, so, Zach, if you haven't listened, you'll have to get caught up on that. Um, we talked about it. We gave you a little bit of a shout out there. To, to Zach's credit, the day we're recording is literally like I dropped that episode like this morning. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't uh, think probably none of our listeners have currently technically listened to it yet. At the time, of, yeah, yeah, that's probably fair. I also feel like I need a pair of sunglasses to see. Yeah, that right sun now. is just beaming yeah, through there pretty, right now. It's pretty wild. <laughs> um, so let's dive in. So Zach, what are you currently drinking right now? I, well, I'm I'm trying to taste this auto after you made me do a shot of Yukon Jack. <laughs> uh, this Zach, would you say that you like stouts? I love stouts. Love L O V E. Is that your favorite style of beer? Yes, it is. Um, okay, and it's it's crazy. I you know when I first started drinking craft beer, I wouldn't touch anything dark. It was it's been a you know progression, I guess you could say. Uh, my my love for craft beer. Um, kinda, what, did it, I, what did it start with? Well, then? I mean, I so I've lived everywhere. Yeah, okay. yeah. Hold on, let's back up here. Let's back okay. up. Yeah. So so you've been with us since uh, I mean. Pretty much since the beginning, but yeah. but um, pretty quickly after we opened, you started as a bartender before progressing into a shift lead, um, which is basically just a fancy term for like an assistant manager kind of thing, right? I mean, you you, you have the ability to open and close. Um, uh, just for those that don't know, I mean, it's it's just a, a step above what would be just you know a, an entry level bartender. So um, you started with us as a bartender pretty quickly on. Um, how did that, I, I actually don't know the answer to this. How did that happen? How did you get connected to us? All right. So like I said, um, I've been everywhere. I don't know if we want to go through the whole story of well, you, where I've been or just how I got connected at Saunder. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's just 50,000 foot view. You, you lived in Vegas for a while. Um, you, you grew up in Michigan. No. Well, I grew up in Finley, Ohio. Oh, okay. yeah, that's right. Okay. Which is so, like pseudo-Michigan. Yes. Yeah. So if for, for the listeners out there, if you've never heard of Findlay, Ohio, there's, there's not a lot there. All right? there's, <laughs> there's, how, far, there's, how far south of that is Toledo? Of that is Toledo. Toledo is about 40 miles north. Yeah. Yeah. And Bowling Green is about 20 miles north. Oh, so Finley's, Finley's close to like Perrysburg. Then. Yes. Okay. 30 minutes from Perrysburg. So yeah, you're like, you're like, like, it's like Finley, Bowling Green, Perrysburg, and then Toledo, and then you got Michigan. Right. Okay. So it is, and I, I'm a I'm a big Detroit fan when it comes to professional sports. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I know. Are you a Lions fan? Not anymore, because and <laughs> like Justin said, I've been. I was in Vegas for. That's right. I was in Vegas for almost five years, and I always said if they got a professional team, you know that I would be a fan. That's and right. My son, I remember you saying that. Now my son, who's now eight, um, he was actually born there. So he loves to tell people he was born in Vegas. <laughs> you know, that's like that's like his thing. And I mean, I mean, and you know, he's a huge show off. So if huge. I so if I asked him where he's from, he would say Vegas. Oh yeah, that's he'll awesome. tell you he's born in Vegas. <laughs> and so awesome. I've kind of transitioned this year to being you know uh, a Vegas Raiders fan. I've I've rooted for the hockey team since their inception, and I mean mm-hmm. they've been really good. Yeah, like they're one of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup again this year. Well, they went to the Stanley yes. Cup their inaugural year, which yeah. is wild. And that's lo- crazy. Ran into a Vetchkin, of course, and right. and he beat him. You know, but uh, um, and then you were in Charlotte, right? And I was in Charlotte. Yeah, in Vegas. You know, Vegas, I didn't really get into craft beer that much. It was 2008 to 2012. Does craft beer even exist in Vegas? I was going to say, it's not not real big there. Um, There's a couple breweries, like Tanea Creek has had a brewery that I go to. Big Dogs had a brewery, but they, they weren't very good. Most of the times in Vegas, you know, you're drinking for free. Because you're either right. you're gambling, you're gambling or you're you know, in the sports book. You're yeah. in the sports book, and they'll give you beers for free. And, and you've been known to you've been known to sit at a blackjack table or two. I've heard. <laughs> I, I, I might be a degenerate. I mean, I may. I, you're I've, talking to two sports gamblers. Yeah, so you're all right. But I mean, I'm not just a sports gambler. Like I would sit at a blackjack table for hours. I mean. <laughs> Well, well, fortunately, and if my wife ever listens to this, I've blown a paycheck in a night before. I mean, no big deal, <laughs> you know. Like, but that was when I was young and dumb, and you know, I was living there when I, her and I lived there when we were twenty three years old, had oof. no kids at that time, right? You know, and Connor was an absolute mistake there. He wasn't supposed to happen, but he did <laughs> while we were living in Vegas, you know. But uh, I, 
I now he's a you. very loved boy. He is. Yeah. He is. He is. But he he's a very loved show yes, off. I right. Mean, yes. Um, we we weren't even married at the time. We were not thinking about kids, and you know what hey, do you know? Here we are. Yeah. Right. And so God's we, got a we, plan, man. We actually got married in Vegas on New Year's. All right, of 2012. I have heard this story. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That Dude, was great. if I would have been 21 or 23 years old living in Vegas without kids, there's a real good chance you two fools would have never met. <laughs> yeah, I might not have made it out. I, yeah, I mean, it was, that's pretty wild. Oh, I, I, mean, I will say, though, I'm not super... I'll go to a casino if it's, like, an event or, you know, I'm going with some friends. But, like, I'm not a big sit-at-a-table-and-gamble type of guy. I'll dabble in blackjack or, like, I'll play some, like, craps or whatever. But not really... I don't, like, feel compelled to do it, you know? Okay. Not, but, but sports gambling, I'm in. Have you ever... Have, have you been to Vegas? I have not, no. Oh, um, man. We got to get Dan <laughs> out there. Oh, dude, man. Dude, there's nothing like... A Sunday morning in Vegas. See, that's what I'm saying. I want to go sit down on a sports book. Dude, dude. Yeah. Games games kick off at 9 a.m. Yeah. Right. And you don't move. Yeah. It's fantastic. The only time you're moving is to get up and place bets at the window. See, I'm in on that. It's fantastic. And see, yeah. you guys are both baseball guys, so you would have loved this. I get home from work, and first pitch came on at 4.05. Yeah, I love yeah. that. That's <laughs> I love beautiful. that. I mean, baseball starts at 4.05, and then you got the 7.05 games that come on Pacific time. So <laughs> yeah. you're just watching baseball Dude, all night. That's wild. I mean, it is. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a, on that note, and this is not a sports podcast per se, but I could go on forever about this. I am of, of the belief that if Mike Trout weren't on the West Coast, he'd be the biggest superstar in all of sports. I agree. I mean, what, what did his card sell for today? Or, or Yeah, I saw that. It's insane. Or, can you explain that to me, by the, by the way? So it was, a, yeah. it was a PSA 9. Yeah. Why is it the second most valuable card sold of all time? Well, there's a lot of reasons, right? So, so what they call the pop or the population. Mm-hmm. So uh, I haven't looked, but I would guess of that card, there's either very little or no 10s meaning it would be the highest-graded card available. Okay. Um, that comes into play. The other piece is sometimes those things go to charity, so uh, so the, the, the numbers even, get jacked way up. I didn't even think about up. circumstance, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of factors. I Again, I haven't looked into that particular card. Also, sometimes, like in, in especially with a card like that, a PSA 10 of that card, somebody's probably holding on to that. It, even if it's a pop two or three, it, it may not have ever been available. So that PSA 9 may be the, uh, the most valuable, the most one, valuable one ever available for purchase. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a sports card guy, but I was on Instagram yesterday and saw that the second most valuable card of all time got sold. And I was like, what are we doing here? It didn't even, because I know a little bit from you guys, but. Yeah. yeah. It's a perfect time for uh, Chad Blount to be walking up into the Sonder, <laughs> right. Sonder Studios. Chad, uh, throw on some headphones and uh, say hey real quick been a while since you've been on on the podcast talking baseball cards Chad just said a you quick know, delivery you, didn't you you know a little bit about baseball cards don't you i pretend to <laughs> i don't know anything about cards so chad so chad and i are the uh we we have a lot of fun with sports cards danny was just asking about the mike trout psa 9 card that just flipped oh, okay. so yeah um I don't I was, know why uh, is that the mo- why is that the second most valuable card. My answer wasn't good enough. Now you got to ask Chad. Well, I'm curious to see what Chad <laughs> says. I value your opinions equally. <laughs> so maybe Chad's a little bit less, but I think that there's a few reasons. I, <laughs> That's I, the right answer. I heard the, the the back end of what Justin was saying that you know it, since it was graded a nine and there's only a handful of those and none graded higher than that, it makes it you know the most valuable version of that card. By the way, value is also what somebody's willing to pay, right? So especially with something that's nostalgic and a collectible, right? And, you know, that, that iconic Mickey Mantle card that just sold for $5.2 million. Uh, Most valuable card ever. I think right. it's freaking sick. No, yes. it's a beautiful card. Unbelievable. Right? Yes. And to have one in that condition that's a PSA 9 is just unbelievable that it's what, 50, 60 years later. Yeah, 70 what, what, years later. 1953, yeah. right? Yeah, it was 70 yeah. years. Yeah. And to have it in that pristine condition is just unheard of. So, uh, I, so I shouldn't have put all of my baseball cards growing up in my bike spokes. Yeah. So, so Ch- uh, Chad, uh, welcome in. By the way, it's been a yeah. Been what a, a pleasant surprise to have Chad <laughs> back on. So, sorry for crashing the party. It's <laughs> been a minute. I love it. Um, Where did you just deliver to? Uh, the American Legion in Mason. Oh, yes. Nice. yes. They, uh, what can what can uh, if if our listeners are members there? What can they get to drink? So we just put on Voss. Nice. Um, it's been on before. It does really well there. What is that? What is the American Legion? So the American Legion is a uh, gathering place for veterans. Oh, cool. And uh, veterans' families. So I'm a member of the Legion through my grandfather. Nice. Um, 
And then it's a super cool concept. It's like everybody wants to be a part of a clubhouse, right? right? Yeah, and it's to the fullest effect. It is a clubhouse. I was fortunate enough to get to hang out with Chad and his family there a couple of weeks ago, and it, yeah. I, Chad's like, "I'm sorry, man. There's like, there's not, you know, not a lot of beer here or anything." I'm like, "Dude, I don't care. I'll drink whatever. I just like being a part of the club." Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool. Um, they had mocha latte frosted on. Right. Oh wow, at that yeah. time. <laughs> not the best crowd for that. I don't. I yeah. don't think. No. So they're they're in this weird spot uh, where they're trying to draw in younger veterans. Oh, okay. Right. And one of the ways to do that is to bring on craft beer options, mm-hmm. have a nice bourbon selection, and it's not just a shot of Jim Beam and a Budweiser. Right. So that's where. Uh, but that's a high percentage of people that are walking it, in. There. It, it is, including <laughs> myself on some nights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, a there's a bar downtown that does. Uh, my old roommate who used to work downtown, they used to go to happy hour and their whole shtick was for like six bucks. You get a shot of like <laughs> bourbon and a craft beer for $6. Didn't OPG do that for a while? I don't, oh, I don't know. Not, to, not to my knowledge. Oh, okay. I haven't, maybe I've, that's just what we ordered every time. We went I'm not there. much of an OPG <laughs> man. I'm not much of a Oakley pub and grill guy until the pandemic because they have so much outdoor seating. Oh. Yeah. Prior, I was like, this is just kind of a like okay bar with good food. Like, I'd rather I'm more of an Oak Tavern guy myself. But you, you know, Chris and Whitney Fister, mm-hmm. uh, um, who are good friends of Liz and I's. Didn't they used to live down the street? <laughs> right down the street. So every yeah. time we would go visit, that's where we would end up right. walking to. Yeah, I remember her telling me that they lived in Oakley. Yeah, it was fun. They had their f- their had they had their twins in Oakley, but then moved right after. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're in uh, Madeira now. Um, all right, let's let's hop back into to Zach here a little bit. So your day job, I, we didn't even talk about this, um, which is what has taken you kind of all over is teaching. Yeah. So and coaching, right? And coaching, and, yes. Coach both of those. Football. So um, when. <laughs> I went to Ohio University for all the Bobcats out there. Um, so I, you, you've yeah. drank before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's had the alcohol. It's, it's actually where I started bartending, um, and I bartended at Pauper's there, which is on Court Street for, for any of you the listeners who've been there before. Um, I was there uh, from, when was that, oh, oh 06 to... At Z4Willie is Zach's yeah. Instagram handle. Tag him if you're an OU <laughs> yeah. fan. That, uh, that's, my, that. that's my Instagram and my Twitter right there if you our, guys... Our want. guests have really been dating themselves lately. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> but uh, that's, uh, that's where I um, started bartending. Everything was, uh, was OU and... I, I lost train of thought. What was a what was well, a, well, what I was going to say. Fun fact: so you you played football there, yes, and you oh, we actually played for Joe Burrow's yeah, dad. We, we right? Were, we were talking about, talking about teaching and coaching everything, and I got then I got off track with uh, with the bartending and everything. But so I was at OU and everything like that, and I graduated in two thousand and seven. All right, but I stayed all of two thousand eight because. I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to live at my parents' house. Oh, was, Peter Pan over here! Yeah, right. Never wanted to grow up. I, I know. I, and I, I was. I was bartending. I was making a ton of money. I was just picking up shifts. Everybody, you know, everybody was still a college student, and I wasn't. And if they wanted to give up a shift, I was like, you know, just give it to me. I'll take it. And so I, I bartended. Probably ended up four or five nights a week bartending, and just in a college town. In a college town, and I mean, it, it was all cash too. I mean. Walk out of there with two hundred dollars, which you, you, you know? which you claimed. I mean, you claimed all of that, yeah, of right. course. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Twenty-two year old Zach is really yeah. counting yeah. every single that he got. Yeah, bartending. Well, he, he blew all that cash in three nights. The uh, two years later in yeah, Vegas, right? right. <laughs> yes. All right, but um, so when I, and I, I filled out my substitute teaching thing in in um, in Athens because I was going to try to sub, but I never got called to sub. So I, I was trying to get some experience teaching and everything. You know, but they never called me to sub, so I just bartended everything. But I had, had to go, you had, I had you to and Ariel met in Athens. Had you guys yes. started dating yet at that we, time? We we Ariel and I were together, but all right, it, it, Ariel and I. Oh man! All right, so we, we <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right, so so she did the fifth year thing too, and I did the fifth year thing too. But then we kind of went our separate ways after that because I. And this will get back to me not living with my, wanting to live with my parents. All right, I went home for the summer and taught PE summer school in Finley. All right, living in my parents' spare bedroom and button heads with my dad every day. And I love my dad to death, but we were just not getting along. And I had my dog too. I'm a big dog fan, and most of you guys know this. I have a, a 
12-year-old pit bull. He's the best thing in the world. But, um, and he didn't like the dog and didn't want him around and everything. And now my dad has that dog, too. Like, and he wouldn't <laughs> give him back to me. Because when I moved to Vegas, you know, I couldn't take him with me. And he's like, okay, I'll keep him. And I was like, Dad, you gave me so much crap when I, <laughs> when I lived here with you for two months. Right. All right, about this dog and about being here and that. But anyways, so I wanted to get out from under my parents' roof. So my cousin, Trisha, lives in Vegas, and she's been a teacher out there forever now. And she had a PE opening at her school. And I did a phone interview and everything with the people. And then I did a second phone interview, and then I was out there. Um, about, you know, a couple weeks later, you know, and I was taking a job in Vegas as a 23-year-old kid, all right, teaching phys ed. And I was living at my cousin's house. That's she, like a death sentence for uh, most people. Oh, like, <laughs> listen, and for, for teachers, if there are t- teachers listening, I had 50 to 60, all right, freshmen and sophomores in one class. What? Uh, yes. All right, so we. How's that even possible? Your your parents or your child to teacher ratio was terrible. It, I mean, <laughs> certainly wasn't compliant. See, th- th- this is why, and like Vegas is, I love Vegas to death. All right, I would lo- love to retire there someday at some point. You speak but, about Vegas the same way you speak about your dad. <laughs> 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 but all right. Vegas with, I mean, you you can see why teachers get burnt out in a place like that. I mean, when you have, all right, I got it, teaching ninth graders and 10th graders, okay, 50 of them in one class for a block schedule too. So we were on an hour, and it's an hour and 15 minutes, I think, in a bell. I had to keep those 50, 60 kids controlled, active. That's a lot of dodgeball. Oh man! But but see, but it was you were but, like six years older than those kids. I know. Think about that too. And I mean, them listening to me. I mean, I look. I some of them, you know, were were grown dudes. Right. I don't. They don't look much different from me <laughs> at that point. But um, it, it, it was, even still, yeah. <laughs> but it, it was it was difficult for me to try to 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 you know teach all those kids and everything like that. So. Teaching is, it can be very difficult sometimes. So, so at it, what point did you start coaching? So I, I coached, I got out there too late to coach that football that first year, but I became really good friends with the football coach, um, Charles Anthony. He's still one of my good friends. He lives in um, Washington State now. He's a principal there, but he played defensive back at UNLV. Um, his daughter is committed to play softball there at UNLV. Nice. Um, I, I coached wrestling. Okay, just because, uh, like I said. Did you have any experience wrestling? zero experience. (laughs) Zero experience. But I got roped into this because, you know, I was a 23-year-old kid. This feels like a Netflix special. uh, And and like I said, Ariel and I did the long distance thing for a long time. So she was, I was in Vegas. She was in Myrtle Beach. So I just, it was just me. And so I ended up coaching wrestling. I did a lot of the paperwork stuff. I knew nothing about wrestling. Zero. (laughs) Zero. So I said I'd take care of all the paperwork. So you weren't the head coach. I was the assistant coach, yeah. And then I did baseball, and you guys know I love baseball right. and everything. But we're, we're at a school with, with 2,500 kids, okay? And that's why we had so many kids in a class. That's how a lot of the Vegas schools are, too. Vegas blew up so fast that they didn't – they tried to stay ahead of the curve building schools, but they couldn't because how, how it blew up so quickly. And then when I, I didn't, moved, I didn't know that. And then when I moved out there is when the when everything crashed. So I bought a house out there for nothing, and I'm really kicking myself for not keeping it. I sold it. I rented it out for a while while I lived in North Carolina, while I lived in Charlotte, and then I sold it just because I was tired of being worried about that rent check coming across the country every month. And I made a little bit of money off of it, but they built an Amazon plant like five minutes from where oh. my house was. <laughs> And it would the, the equity I would have today, and I mean, obviously, we can look at this and be like, "Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. you know." But I mean, it's like, whoa, like it would be yeah. astronomical. It's, it's crazy, double what I paid for it, you know. But so, how long were you in Vegas total? I was in Vegas for five years. Um, Did Ariel ever? So Ariel yeah, so, ended up relocating out there with you. Ariel's yes. your wife. So I was there. I was there for about a year and a half or so before Ariel moved out there, and then. Um, obviously we lived together. Connor was born there, but we kind of didn't think it was a, she actually got, she actually got laid off. She was working at a, um, a community college there. She's a student advisor 
and she got laid off towards the end of her pregnancy, which is actually a blessing in disguise because she got severance, she got mm-hmm. unemployment, all that stuff. Um, but we decided, you know, once she got laid off and everything, that, you know, maybe this isn't the best place to raise a kid. It's a 24-hour city, you know, that I taught in the schools. I don't mean to talk bad about the schools, but it was just – it's 48th educationally, I think, in the country. It's uh, – mm-hmm. yeah, it's – and so, and so Ariel's from Cleveland, so that took – so then you guys came – tried to come a little bit closer to home. You end up in Charlotte. You're yeah. there for a few years. Yeah. And then you come, come back home, yeah. so to speak, so right? We, yeah, we went to Charlotte. We both worked in Charlotte for a while. Um, and I was actually teaching really south in Charlotte. It's Mint Hill. It was a really nice area, great school, everything. But North Carolina doesn't pay teachers. Worst-paying teacher other than Mississippi, I think. They're the worst-paying state for teachers. It's really bad. Yeah. So what got you to Cincinnati? So um, I did a job inter- or there's a job fair for Cincinnati public schools. Okay. And because, you know, Liz works for. Yeah, my wife. Yeah. Works for Cincinnati public schools. So I worked for Cincinnati. Uh, I did a job inter- or job fair, came up, got hired with Cincinnati public schools. And I taught PE at Cincinnati public schools for one year. And I coached football because I've coached football forever. And I coached football out in Loveland and everything. But I wanted to find a job where I could teach and coach at the same place. And um, so Mount Healthy had an opening. And that's when David Montgomery, who's now the starting running back for the Chicago Bears, was at Mount, uh, at Mount Healthy. And we had some great teams there. My, um, and I'm still teaching there. Unfortunately, I'm not coaching anymore. Um, it's just with my kids getting older and everything, it's just so hard to try to balance all of that. You know, like I work here, you know, I work there full time. And then, you know, trying to balance, you know, an eight-year-old and a six-year-old and all that is just coaching didn't really. And I've done this would have been my 14th year coaching if I would have kept going. But I was just like, eh, you know, so hung up coaching and everything. So I'm still teaching at Mount Healthy, and I love Mount Healthy. The people I work with are amazing there. Um, I miss them. Uh, if, they're, if we have any. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you've been remote since March. Yes. Um, and we Still have not gone back. And we were supposed to go back on Tuesday, but Hamilton County went purple yesterday. And So are they delaying that now? Yes, okay. because it was in the, the rules when we, or when we drew up everything at the beginning. If – the county went purple that we would be 100% remote. So we've done all this preparation and everything and try to go back to school on Tuesday. And now DeWine dropped that bomb on us yesterday. I, Danny, Chad, I don't know about the two of you. Um, for myself, I don't think I would be a very good PE teacher. I can just about assure you I would be a terrible remote PE teacher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing Same. I'd be better at the remote. <laughs> No, you wouldn't. You want to you work out in front of a computer screen every day? Well, we, we kind of do, right? <laughs> That's true. A Peloton, I guess, but you're doing it for, I'm doing it for eighth grade kids. And it's like, <laughs> see, it's, it's the PE. Do you talk to your kids like Jess King talks to you? On, on, on I, I, usually, I usually record everything first so I can see, like, how I look. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if this looks terrible, I'm not My abs aren't shredded enough in this video. i gotta, I got to do it from a different yeah, angle. Yeah, no, He's, like, exactly. rubbing them down with baby oil. <laughs> it's weird, Zach. So, so, so the, the whole time, so you've had this passion for bartending. Mm-hmm. Um, everywhere you've been, you've also bartended. Yeah, I bartended in Vegas. I bartended in Athens, like I said, at Pauper's. Bartending in Vegas. I did two different things in Ooh, Vegas. Bartending in Vegas yeah. has got to be something. So, did is, you ever run into James Harden? No, 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 James Harden. Not that kind of bartending. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to be bartending in a strip club. Yeah, I didn't see him at. I didn't see him at or Sapphire. A I didn't see him at Sapphire. Or the same thing. Yeah. I didn't see him any or at uh, Little Darlings or anything like that. But uh, so, um, at what point? At what point? Back to Danny's original question. So you're, you're in Vegas. The craft beer is not crazy good there. or Anything. You're young. In Charlotte, is that when you started to get into yeah, beer? And, and this is a great story. Okay, great story about how I got into craft beer. All right, so I'm teaching in Charlotte, and my principal, Andrew Brooks, okay, he's telling me that he's got this building downtown that he's renting, okay, and he's renting it to Noda Brewing. 
And I'm like, okay. And if, if, you, if you're familiar with Charlotte or you can Google it, Node is a really, like, trendy yeah. area down in Charlotte. It's very hipster. Yes, yeah, very hipster. They got, like, a lot of live music and stuff down there and everything. And, he's, and of course, he's, he's hyping this up to me because he wants to keep them, you know, renting his building, everything like that. And so I started trying some of their beers, and they were great. Like, I can remember they had... Um, they have a French toast beer that's fantastic. They had... So I first started with... Um, they had Hop, Drop, and Roll, which yep. was their IPA. They had Jam Session, which was their Pale Ale. And you got to think, too, this was 2000, what year was it, 12, 13? So Do you want to know a really fun fact about what you just said? What? Is, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I named my, my, home, my homebrew IPA. Um, Danny knows this. Chad, I don't know if I've ever told you this. My homebrew IPA that, that my dad and I always brewed was called Hop, Collaborate, and Listen, which we later trademarked for the brewery here that one day we'll use. Mm-hmm. I was calling my first IPA Hop, Drop, and Roll. Really? I promise you. <laughs> and I wanted to trademark it just in case I ever opened a brewery. And that's how I discovered Noda, Noda was because yeah. of that beer. It, it's, it's like I'm, I've now moved on from my stout to the Kolsch. And they had a Kolsch there, same ABV as ours, 4.8. And they would do a lemon short or lemon shortcake or shortbread or whatever. Ooh, that sounds good. It that was, does sound good. It was, it was really good. And, I mean, that's kind of... That was kind of when I got into the craft brewery, and it's weird that my principal owned this building. They've blown up so much since then. Yeah, they're, they're huge. Now. There's no way that they're that they're still there. Charlotte they're, is like on my short list of cities I want to visit. Yeah, same. It's it's great. It really is. Like if they paid teachers better, probably would have never left there. I mean, it was. It's, it's. I feel like it's. It, there's a good. It's clean. Uh, you know the. They call it uptown. It's like mm-hmm. it's like OU. Oh, interesting, you, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like they call it uptown, their area. Well, yeah. and the location's nice, too, because you can kind of, like, get to the beach, get to the mountains. Yeah. It's yeah. always nice there. Like, the weather's a tad bit better than what it is here. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's very muggy in the summer. I coach football there for a while, too. It's muggy as hell here. Yeah. Well, it's brutal down there. It's worse yes. there. Yes. Really? Is, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it is worse there. Trust me, those coaching days there, those were – your your shirt sticking to you for oh, yeah. the whole time. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So so you're a stout guy now. Yes. Um, so if you're not drinking a Sonder beer, okay, mm-hmm. uh, what is give me uh, give me one of your favorite beers that's not Sonder, uh, local or non-local? Um, give me a stout and a non-stout. A stout, I love, and I have a. a Vertical in my basement right now that's been eyeing me every time I ride my Peloton down there. Um, Abraxas is one of my favorite from Perennial um, mm. in St. Louis, and I got that's a great beer. It is. It's it's fantastic. I got a three year vertical sitting down there that I'm like, oh man, I'd love to drink these as I'm Jess King's whooping my butt on <laughs> on the on the Peloton and everything. Um, what was the other question? Non a non stout. Oh man, non Sonder related. Non-Sonder related? Yeah, we'll get into Sonder next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm dying to know what Zach's favorite barrel-aged beer we've done is. So every time every time I'm at Zach's house... Um, yeah, I think you should have a gauge on this. I, I have a pretty good gauge. Uh, yeah, I know. Zach it, loves it, Streetside. Uh, he it, always has. It, it, see, it's, it's more of a... It's more of a... Wait, so, so I'll just... Uh, let, me, let me guide you here a little bit here from my perspective. Mm-hmm. So I can appreciate Zach's a, a big beer trader. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always feel like I know whenever new beer gets released when I'm hanging out with you because you usually have one. And I, I, I'm just so out of touch with, with trading now. Um, so I feel like in your fridge a lot, you tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like you have a lot of um, Wolf's Ridge. I do. I love Wolf's Ridge. Wolf's Ridge they, is really good. They deliver t- down here too, which is fantastic. I yeah. mean, that they will. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I they mean, do. coming so they, from a guy who home delivers our beer every yeah. day, just about the idea of <laughs> delivering to Columbus. Yeah, there's they, as, they, there's they as much it, more of like an operation because they do a, a different city every day. Yeah. They do oh, a, okay. Yeah, they do a different okay. city so they, every day. They do a Cleveland drop once a week. They do a Cincinnati drop they, once they a week. Oh, that's pretty interesting. They deliver yeah. to Finley, where I'm from. So they deliver to Northwest Ohio. They hit every part. Well, of, it helps with Columbus being so central yeah. in, the, in the state. Yeah, you can hit you can hit you any can part of Ohio course, in yeah. two hours. Yeah. Huh. I'm not um, saying I'm taking that idea or anything, but that's pretty fantastic. It's idea. interesting for sure. Yeah, I yeah. mean, so we uh, don't have the infrastructure for that right now, but that's pretty interesting. Right. So Wolf's Ridge I do love. 
right. Local wise, I do like street side. You, you, it seems like you have a lot of Listerman beer as well. Well, and that's because when we, when Ariel and I first moved here, um, we rented in Norwood before we moved out to this. Ooh, area. where in Norwood? So we lived. Um, I'm a right, Norwood guy myself. We lived right off, uh, right by Williams Avenue Elementary. You know. Where, uh, oh yeah. yeah so. so I lived on the corner of um, Ellesmere and Slane. Okay, I know exactly. About a block over. I low-key love Norwood, man. Yeah, like, me too. It, it's not really low-key. No. It's not low-key. Everyone dude, knows you love Norwood. Dude, me, you, me, you Frank and Maggie. Frank Town knows you had a good time last night. <laughs> me, you, and Maggie Rindler. We're the Norwood yeah. crew here. Because uh, like, she grew up in Norwood. And then I went to Xavier, obviously. And mm-hmm. then I lived there for three years after school. I, I feel, feel a little bit right now like I did the day that you and Maggie started talking about Norwood where I could just like slowly tiptoe, like moonwalk out of this thing. You guys wouldn't even know I was gone. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, Danny and Zach are about to bro out about Norwood. Dude, it's the Norwood weirdest people, thing I've ever seen. Norwood people love Norwood. It's so true. Well, That's I, why, like, listen to me as a beer. Don't talk shit about Norwood. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't get it, but Norwood is like this little cult. That's the energy that I have, is that don't talk shit about Norwood. It's like, I'll come after you. It's yeah. pretty wild, yeah. really. And you're not even from Cincinnati. No, but I mean, I spent seven years living there. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, I mean, Zach, you were only there for, what, a year? No, we, we lived there for three years. Okay. We actually, we actually lived in two different places. So we lived over by, um, so Connor went to Williams Avenue Elementary for a year and mm-hmm. then went to... Um, Oh, what's Sharpsburg over there by the UDF? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the other street we lived on. I can't think of what it is, but it's a UDF and Norwood over there. So we live in two different places. We're mm-hmm. in a really bad landlord situation at the first place on Spencer. So, yeah. So oh, we, you were on Spencer. Okay. Yeah. So we were on Spencer Avenue, and then we moved over to uh, I can't Ida. That's what it was. Yeah, Ida Avenue. Right over there by that UDF. Right, right, right. And so that's the UDF plant, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty. You guys are unbelievable right now. I yeah. mean, this is this is wild. But I mean, granted, too, and and Cole li- called that building a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I lived all over Norwood because I lived in a house on Ivanhoe, right by campus, and then on Clinay, on kind of the other side of where college kids lived, and then we were pretty much in Rookwood for three years after school mm-hmm. on that corner there. So. So, okay, so... So, Listerman, living in Norwood, yep. and the old Mad Tree, I think we've even talked yeah, about that. Yeah, we've the, talked about that, The yeah. old Mad Tree was the best. All right. I, li- I live about a five iron from... Really? 1.0 right now. Oh, yeah. man, that place was great. So, when, when we first moved here, um, Ariel was, was pregnant with our second child, Harper, and so we... Um, but we, we could always take Connor there, and once once Harper was born, we could, you know, take the baby carrier and let him run around at Mad Tree. And, I mean, I love the old the old place even, you know. And, of course, Ryan guys, too. Those three were always living in Norwood pretty close, mm-hmm. and, you know, we could go hang out there and enjoy it. And that kind of grew, you know. My love for craft beer. I mean, I love um, Nutcase was one of the first ones that I tried. I love their variants and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm unfortunately, I when I I've drank so much Truth and Psychopathy when I first moved here that I don't know if I can drink it like ever again. <laughs> Seriously, well, I drank so much from like 2014 to like 2017. That's like. I just buy a six pack of it whenever I would go to the store. So what about what about Sonder beer? So you obviously uh, you obviously have access to as much as anyone. Um, what Sonder beers are frequently in your fridge? And then Chad, I want to come to you on the next year on the follow up because you haven't been on the podcast in a couple months. I'm curious to get um, get an update from you on uh, favorite Sonder beers um, as it stands today. Gotcha. Favorite Sonder beer is Otto. It's been, I mean, I remember trying it. The, I didn't get here the, on the grand opening, but I got here the second day, and I remember trying it, and it was awesome. And that was when it was just the original. That's when it was 7.2%. Was it? it oh, I don't think it was 7.2, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It, was. it was. 7.2 is frosted. No, it, 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 Otto was sub-8. It was originally, yeah, 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 it was, huh. it was, and I, because I, I, and I still loved it. But when we released a double and the when when we turned when we turned Auto into what Auto is today, yeah. and we made it the Imperial yeah. the double, it, it, that beer just went to the next level. The yes. body on it just yeah. changed the, that the beer viscosity yep. and the thickness of it is yep. just it's it's great. I mean, I love it. That's, so so, what's your favorite 
barrel aged beer that we did this year. Uh, oh, come on, come the, on. The the probably the bananas Foster. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it was. I'm a sucker for banana in a stout. I really am. Like, it's hard to do. It is. It's so hard to do. But I there and I feel like the if you got to use the the wild Thai bananas and everything like that. I mean, right. It's Luke did a great job yes. sourcing those. Yes. I mean, what he does is. Seriously, he's like a mad scientist. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he, he's definitely hit a groove yes. too. I mean, with this with this barrel aged Cato latte that that's hitting the tap room tomorrow. By the time this this podcast comes out, it will be available um, in in uh, much more limited quantities, which uh, I'm kind of excited about because people are going to have to make an effort to get this one. Um, and they should. And they should. That's right. I've been excited yeah. for this beer for a long. Have you time. tried it yet? I tried it yesterday. Yeah, it is. Tank. It, it is. Uh, it's unbelievable. Man. Yeah. The, the the first uh, when we got up here, Zach, you had uh, you tried it right away at the at the same time I did. By the way, this was the first time I had tried it. And my first drink, I was like, "Man, there's a lot going on here." And then you get into the second, third, fourth drink, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this beer is so complex. It's so drinkable." Yeah, so, and yeah. and the way that it cleans out on the finish. I mean, it, that, that beer spent 15 months in Basil Hayden barrels. Jen and I were yeah. talking about it a little bit today. Like, you really do kind of get, like, the Basil Hayden feel to it. You do. Like, you feel like that. You kind of, you know, whenever I drink bourbon, I try to, like, take a, like, nice little, like, breath out to make sure you get that full flavor. I kind of did that with this, and it gave me that, like, as if I was taking a sip of Basil Hayden, but with less of that bourbon burn, right? So you're just getting that flavor that you like from a bourbon. For sure. What you just explained is pretty much what I imagine Zach does after Yukon Jack. Mm-hmm. You know, he just takes a small with, drink. With, the, and with then... the same excitement and, you know, feel to it. God, that was <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> we just got to start drinking that bottle before podcast and get yeah, it over with. Exactly. Yeah. No, but Danny, you're exactly right. I mean, that, the, the way that you can appreciate that beer is similar to a bourbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that there's uh, a lot of complexity going on. It's not just about, man, there's booze in this or it's it's this level of alcohol. That that beer, I mean, truly, on the nose, Zach, you, you called it when you first drank it. The the nose, I mean, is just straight coffee. Yeah. Um, and then as it warms a little bit, you get a little bit of that alcohol flavor. Um, I, I, honestly, I mean, it is, um, again, having just tried it, there's a little recency bias, but... It is. It is incredible. It I know our script coffee beer. guys listen to this podcast. They should absolutely bag that cream. A hundred percent. I was thinking the same thing. I would drink the shit out of that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, I think they have to. Yeah. I mean, like you said, the finish on it was what just blew me away. I was like, whoa. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is really good. And I was here last night at the brewery for about an hour. And I can't tell you how many crowlers that Ross made in the hour I was here of Cato. Of just base Cato. Oh, really? Yeah, Kato. because, because nice. it's the first time in six yes. months it went off draft. Yes. Yeah. So, so we didn't have it. Now it's back. Was Alex Danker one of them? <laughs> Did Danker come back? Yes. Again, Our guy. Hey, if Danker's listening to this, I don't know if he listens to the podcast. Danker, if you're listening to this. I want to meet this guy. I just, dude. Dude, when I was uh, I was bartending on Christmas Eve, and he came in. Oh. I got to introduce myself. I knew right away. He came in. He ordered six. I think it was six crawlers of what he, Kato. And, and that's what he bought last night. And he I, bought six of them last night. I asked night. him. I How said, did, you're not by chance Alex Danker, are you? He goes, I am. And I was like, you're my hero. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, he must have known because... Like, he must have done some deductive reasoning to figure out that if we're releasing Kato Latte, that... Kato would end up back on draft. That's that, a good point because you didn't post that on social. Correct. It just ended up coming back on draft. It was really all, only off for like a week. Is that all it was? Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah, Kato, we haven't we haven't been without Kato for more than two weeks. So Chad, you're laughing because you know it, it's a it's a it's a pretty great story. When we were shut down and doing home delivery, our tap room was shut down. Our we guy kept Alex getting, Danker was ordering so much. We kept getting us. consistent <laughs> orders, and it was Alex Danker every week. Yeah, and and, uh, and I'll never forget, Danny. I'll never forget when you just drop a MFD. <laughs> and and for those listening, you can you can piece together what that might mean. But I was like. Did he order again? And I'm telling you, I think it was like two or three days after the previous order. Chad, how many? I mean, you had to have. Del- I delivered three or four times to him. Oh yeah, it was five to ten. I don't know. I mean, it, it was, was a lot. Like, yeah. Like I mean, we were shut down for ten weeks. He probably put it in twelve orders. Yeah. Every bit of that. Yeah. And 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 I know we're we're like having fun with it, but I, I mean that means so much. Shout out to our guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, 
so much money here at Sonner. Thank God he loves our beer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. I really, I really appreciate. I'm shocked that. he didn't order Cato Crowlers for delivery. Well, have we checked to see if he has? I, I, <laughs> I know well, this is so creepy, but I know where he lives because we've delivered to him so many right. times. It's very, very close. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I always claim that if I drive to a place twice. I have a pretty good idea of, like, where I'm going. If you yeah. deliver a guy beer 12 times, you're going to know where he lives. <laughs> yeah. So so he's close enough that he doesn't – He do, I mean, he can just pop right, right. in. Right. Yeah. So, um, but that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, he was, here, he was here last night. He he loaded up. He had two two cases. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah, no, and he is. He's, a, I mean, a great customer and obviously very appreciative. Certainly a regular of ours yes. now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's pretty cool. Cheers, so, Danker. Yeah, cheers to right. you, buddy. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, the uh, so the Cato Latte is up there. Um, Chad, uh, quickly before you have to jet out of here, um, you, you and Brooke uh, have similar and different tastes. What Sonder beer has made its way to your fridge the most over the last three months, four months, Voss? Love it, like without a doubt, uh, it's gone. Which from, is what you're drinking right now, by the way. Correct. Uh, mm-hmm. It it went from the beer that I was drinking the most because it was you know low abv and um just really crushable and it turned into my favorite beer that we have yeah same um it's really fun to to share it with my dad it's his favorite beer uh i think it's his favorite beer period not just sonder beer so you know he's always hey can you can you grab me a six pack? <laughs> I'm, his, I'm his dealer, right? And hey, you're you're paying four fifty for one of those bad boys. That's a great price point for a good beer. It's not hurtful. <laughs> um, Mela still holds a special place in my heart. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm um, excited for that one to come back. Yeah. You had a lot of Mexi hot. Uh, oh, Mexican hot chocolate yeah. auto too, yeah. right? We, Still do. Yeah, I was gonna say, Ariel helped my wife helped you drink a few yes, of she those. Did. Yes, God, she, did. she loves that stuff. I'm Man. squatting on one of those. I'm squatting on about fourteen. Of them. Are you really? Mike. So, so yeah. I bought a case for a. She'll help you put a dent in those. Yeah. Hey, I'm t- I'm telling you right now that that beer is still. I love the beer. I mean, it is so good. I absolutely love the beer, but I was I have a Christmas party at my house every year. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this will be cool. I'll get a case of this. And I usually have 20 to 30 people over at my house. And uh, we would have no issue going through this case of beer. But it would be a nice treat that everyone could have this beer that was taproom only, a special release. Mm-hmm. Well, we canceled the party. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good thing to do. For sure. It was a responsible <laughs> thing to do. But now I'm sitting on this case. And that's not a beer you like crush six or seven in a no. night. No, it's one. <laughs> Right, maybe two, and then you switch to Voss, and that's yeah. kind of my thing. That thing's gonna be tasting great for a long time. Oh yeah, they taste they taste amazing. It's just um, the the space in your fridge is always the issue. Yes, I, I'm I'm starting the groundwork now, talking to uh, to Chase and Luke about um, for next year's anniversary doing a barrel aged Mexican hot chocolate auto. Ooh, that would mm. be gas. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> yes. Hey, don't buy a case of that, yeah. one, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Part of it's on me. I need. We'll to ha- take you to rehab afterwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to uh, have better con- self control sometimes when I'm buying beer. So part of it, you know, it's part oh, I'm the me. same. Way. I'm the same way. I mean, yeah. if you only saw how much Carmen's carrot cake I bought and is sitting in my garage right now, <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah, I have so much Carmen's carrot cake because it came out and I hadn't had it, and I'm like, I don't want to run out this year. Right. right. So, I, I mean, naturally, I've got to buy, like, six cases. <laughs> God. You bought six cases. I may or may not have. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of carrot cake. It's so good. That's 36 four-packs. So, this is what I've realized. This is what I've realized. It's so much is, worse though. when you say it like that. Because <laughs> you're, you're sitting on all that carrot cake. Yeah. Right? Well, you know. It's 144 Sixteen ounce cans, and not getting any better, <laughs> making it worse. I had to do thirty six times six my, real quick. I, like, I'm like, my <laughs> head just exploded with that. Right Car- there, Carmen's is in my top five Sonder beers. Carrot cake, like twelve, like it's one of the twelve in your top five. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It, uh, ironically, Chad had to be on for this part of the discussion. Yeah. We haven't right. done this Perfect in six time. months. Right here, we, we don't do it. Here, <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Um, the problem is, you buy six cases of it, and that's great, but then. You move out of your apartment and have to Mel- transport well, all of it. I know. <laughs> no, Mela comes out, and you know when Mela <laughs> right. comes out, and you're like, "Well, yeah. shit, I need six cases of this <laughs> too." And then we drop something else. Now I need six. So you're just the next swimming in beer. Yeah, 
That's kind of where I'm living right now. Right. We got we got something. I, I mean, I have, obviously haven't tried it, right, because it's not available. But we got something coming in March. I'm not ready to tell our fans about it yet. Oh. I don't even you know. I don't even know. We talked it. about it today. I'm yeah. telling you right now. Knowing, we, knowing what our guys you can do. better tell me about this afterwards. I will. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. We have about. a few things. We, we, we have, have some f- stuff coming. Yeah. That, that, I, I haven't even mentally gotten past what we're releasing next week. Oh, yeah. Right. Let alone, or technically this week. Are we, do we want to talk about that? Yeah, let's do it. So uh, so next week, we, go ahead. We're doing a we're, we're having a dark lager week at yeah. uh, Sonder yeah, next we week. Yeah. So uh, no, don't quote me on the release dates, but at some point next week, we'll have a dark lager slash black slash black lager slash Schwartz beer. <laughs> it's a Schwartz beer. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Come out. Um, and then we have our Bach in cans for the first time. The goat. Dude, yeah, William goat. goat on a label is going to be so awesome. William Goat yeah. looks so damn good on a label. I, I, and I low-key love our Bach. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's, I, for, for, it came at, what, 7.5 last year? Yeah. yeah. Most, seven, most drinkable beer at 7.5%. Yeah. Dude, like, Bach I, Fest I, was the first time our families hung out yeah, last year. Oh, man. That's, that was the that beginning. Was a, that, that, was, was the that beginning. was a shit show, but it was fun. <laughs> I've, I've said it a couple times on this podcast. Like, a top five hangover for me was after Bach Fest last year. Because to your point... <laughs> The, the the goats go down so easy, not, and not they only that, do. but you're at a festival crazy. where the only thing to drink is is, is yes. Bach. You yeah. blink and you had eleven, and you wake up with a hangover the next day. You're not drinking Voss at Bach Fest, <laughs> no. right? No. You feel like you kind of are though. It's just as drinkable, except it's almost double Although the I think alcohol. We did have Voss at Bach Fest. I wasn't did drinking we really because we had a couple of different. We had a different. Hey. Can confirm, can Danny was not drinking it. Nope, yeah. I can sure confirm. wasn't. We had we had Bruder, we had Bruder there too. Well, I knew we I had did Bruder. have a couple of Bruders. Yeah, yeah, of course you did. Yeah, <laughs> but mostly goats. Yeah. yeah. If we ever, it, I mean, if your face isn't on Bruder's can next year, we're doing it wrong. <laughs> if your face isn't isn't the face on on the uh, the just, get up there on the can, <laughs> that beer is just so good. And by the way, one it of is. the uh, one of the, the top hey, selling banana, crawlers during banana. this. Oh, sorry. One of the uh, it was one of the top selling crawlers during the shutdown. Yeah, is, was was the goat was goat. Yeah, uh, yeah. So all those people that were were ordering, uh, now's your time to shine. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I'm excited. I'm excited that that we can do something like barrel aged Cato latte, or berry crumble frosted, and two weeks later, drop uh, a traditional German Schwarzbier and a traditional German Bach and crush it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's I, I. I've said this for two years, and I'll continue to say this. That's where the strengths of our team shine so strong is that you have somebody like Chase who can, who can drive his heritage and his background coming from New Glarus and the processes behind it and driving that home to make great beers, and he has the team to do it. And then you have somebody like Luke uh, and the rest of our team who can take the creativity there. I mean, literally, we've talked about this on, the, on a podcast less than a month ago, but literally it was... Uh, hey, I want to do a beer with carrots, and less than an hour later, Luke has this this concoction up for a carrot cake beer, right? And and a couple, you know, Cato Latte. I mean, that was literally, we have Blondale's aging in Basil Hayden barrels that we had no idea what we were going to do with it. It comes out, and Luke's like, I think we should we should do Cato beans in this and flavor them and make a latte. Yeah. And, and here we are, right? And and so it's really cool to me, and I, I think we're in a pretty sweet spot as an organization and as a, a member of, of the craft brewing society that we can do a little bit of both there and not feel like we're sacrificing either. Right. That's a big piece, right? We're not trying to be everything to everyone, but what we're doing is is playing up to the strengths of of key members of our team. For sure. And that's really, really clutch. I mean, going from, again, I'll say it again, going from this week barrel-aged Cato Latte to next week a traditional German Schwarzbier and a traditional German Bach fill two different consumers, and both are, are fantastic. And the, like you said, the week before, Coconut Tears and Bear right. Crumble, which Bear Crumble's the best frosted I, we've made. I'll Ooh. say it. I'll say it. Oh other than Orange Julius, okay? Wait, but. you can't do the best and then say other well, than. Well, okay, but Orange Julius is big. All right, give me your top five you frosteds. Can, Go. Uh, you can't have ba- three Bear favorites. Crumble, Bear Crumble, Bear Crumble, Bear Crumble. You said, you said Orange Julius. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. All right, so, but here we go. Give me your top three. Orange three. Julius and Bear Crumble, what's your third? Um, 
I'm a fan of toasted coconut, so I loved the pina colada. Uh, pina colada. Yeah. It was mm. it was so good. I'm with you on that. Pina so, colada is in my top five. And toasted coconut, you can't of do five, Chad. You five. can't do if if yeah. you're going to use coconut in the beer, you got to use toasted coconut. The, the the artifact, I can't do it. I yep. mean, you can tell. You can tell. You can tell, and I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. And we've talked about it before on this podcast. But everything we do is, I mean, we we take. I mean, that's where coconut tears came from, right? Right. Was Luke yeah. toasting... Nuts.com. <laughs> 100 pounds of Nuts.com shredded coconut and toasting it, and it made him cry. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's it. where that came from. <laughs> we really need a podcast like a bingo drinking game. Okay. It's funny you say that, because on my list Uh-oh. of things to do Uh-oh. next week is uh, come up with a Sounder Stories bingo card. Yeah. Ooh, I love this yeah. so much. Yep. Yeah. I love it so much. I'm out of the office next week, so I have time for like some of the like uh, like things I've been like putting off that yeah. I can actually do. Yeah, uh, Sounder Stories bingo card is going to get done. Yeah, I mean we're oh. going to have Taco Bell. We're going to have Nuts.com. Uh, Justin or I saying Uh-oh. here for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wheat, with yes. a, wheat with a T. Or, yeah, or, 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 yeah. Just yeah, here for it. Taco Bell. I yeah. love it. Yeah, T yeah. Bell. <laughs> what uh, did you, did, Chad? I don't. I don't know. Uh, have you been? I'm about to put you on the spot. Have you have you caught up on all the podcasts? I have not. Okay, so you may not know this. Our guy Sean from Nostalgia Brewing in Columbus. Okay, yeah. Uh, sent us a Christmas card that had a. I'm going to get the 75. Yeah, 75 dollar Taco Bell gift card in it. That is Uh-oh. so much Taco Bell. <laughs> that's no! what I'm saying. No, you guys thank are wrong you, <laughs> thank you. That's not. That's not a lot of Taco Bell. Mike Michael Scott gift. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm t- I. T- I told Danny, Justin spends Jess twelve dollars. Could, could house that talk that that gift card in one sitting. I was no, say, we did order no. like fifty bucks. Okay, to, for us mere mortals, that's a lot of Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> you said you spend twelve dollars a trip, and I'm I'm like being conscious of my spend, and I'm still hungry. So if that's you and Jess, you do twenty four. That's twenty four dollars. We'll round up to twenty five. T- that's a third of the gift card. All right, let's have some fun with this. We won't use the gift card because the gift card's for everyone. Right. When we get, uh, spoiler alert, in 2021 at some point, uh, we're going to launch video podcasting. So we're going to be recording these podcasts. When that gets up and running, we'll have, uh, we'll have my Taco Bell pal, Jess Green, on. And we will, or I think, we, I think I said 60, and then you said the gift card is 75. Right. Nonetheless, uh, we'll order $60 of Taco Bell. Jess and I get to order. On the video podcast during a podcast, and I'm telling you, we will house it. Oh, gross! <laughs> On the it, podcast, it, about a month ago, we ordered like fifty <laughs> bucks between me and our it, wives. Okay, but did you DoorDash it? We that was door, probably yeah. like that was probably like twelve dollars worth of Taco Bell, uh, and then the true, fees got you to fifty. <laughs> I know door, door, DoorDash. That is, that's true. There's there, there's so many mystery that. charges on a DoorDash well, order. Hey, that the chances of us ever getting probably, sponsored by DoorDash are out the window now. Fuck yeah. DoorDash. <laughs> They probably charge us for sauce because we ordered like fifty sauces. Ariel's like, order extra fire sauce. Oh my god! My wife, my they sent us a, like forty-eight fire sauce. My wife's a psychopath with the sauces. To man. the moon oh with god. DoorDash. I don't need them. Yeah. <laughs> but also, you have champagne taste at Taco Bell, right? So you're ordering like high-end menu items at Taco so, Bell. So my like eating into that seventy-five dollars a lot faster. <laughs> high-end menu items at Taco. Bell. <laughs> what is high-end at Taco you're ta- Bell? Well, give, give me the answer. Quesarito, cheesy gordita crunch, all the crunch wrap supreme. supreme. Yeah. That's all you need. All right? the uh, fancy uh, stuff on the commercials. <laughs> you know what I mean? You said champagne. Here's the thing. I could get away with 10 bucks. I could easily get away with $10 at sure. Taco Bell. But the thi- I, I ate bean burritos. <laughs> A beefy Frito burrito used to be my go-to, and they took it away. Oh, yeah. Those were good. Those were money. I'm not a, I am not a Taco Bell fan, personally. Whoa. Hey. We, don't, we oh, will, spot, not, accept, we will not accept Taco Bell slander on this podcast. Yeah. Taco Bell, if you're listening, hopefully, finally listening, yeah. uh, we're, still, we're still open to, to uh, sponsorships. It will cost you very little, I promise. Yes. It'll probably just cost me my job. It's yeah. going to be one or the other. <laughs> hey, Taco Bell called, and they're one... Their one thing they need is for you to leave. Okay, got it. Thank you. I'll get my walking papers right there. (laughs) Well, they'll just say, hey, we'll sponsor you. 
But you got to have the guy that says he's not a fan of Taco Bell never to be on the podcast again. I'll sit down and eat $60 worth of Taco Bell if they decide they're going to be a sponsor. Uh, Danny, let's hit our last segment. Let's do it. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Is it a cover band or some college town bar where it's not on the guitar? Is it something to get you through? All right, Zach, so you're familiar with the podcast, so uh, I'm sure you already know this, but this is our last segment. Uh, it's, an, it's a new segment we added in season two called What Are You Listening To? Uh, this is just an opportunity for us. Uh, around here, we love, as you know, we love music just as much as we love beer. And this is just an opportunity for us to share with our listeners songs that we have on repeat right now that we can't, we can't get enough of. So um, what we do is we allow all of our, our guests to give us two. So you can give us uh, – what I like to do is give me one of your favorite songs ever and then give me a song that you have on repeat right now. Well, I was, I was ready for this. So my favorite song ever, okay? Um, and I've actually they heard them play it in the back before, too. You know, they get pretty crazy with their music back there. But I'm a – Big David Byrne fan, who was oh, the lead nice. singer for the Talking Heads. And um, my favorite song ever is called This Must Be the Place by the Talking Heads. Nice. And it's seriously just the reason why I love it so much is it just puts you in a good mood, I feel like. I mean, it's a very much a feel good song. Yes. And I, I, there, there's some mornings, and you know, I have, I live here in Mason, and I have about a half hour drive to Mount Healthy when I was teaching. You know, I've been remote, like we talked about earlier, but I would listen to that song every morning. Oh, wow. To try to put me... Seriously, every morning. Every morning. Is it like coffee for you? Just to put me... (laughs) Just to put me in a good mood. You know, I'm not going to walk into the building working with 7th and 8th grade kids, which Mm -hmm. is a brutal age group to work with, because they got so much going on with their bodies and their their hormones and 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 just... I mean, you can remember being a 7th, 8th grader, all right? I'm not going to walk in... Sometimes I feel like I still am one. Oh, man. (laughs) But I'm like, I, I always listen to that song just so it can try to put me in a good mood. Walking into the building, and I'm not going to go off on a kid at 7:30 in the morning. You know, right? Zach's in a bad mood. They're like, he must not have listened to the talking heads this morning. (laughs) They know. So, if you want a good video to watch, go on the Stop Making Sense album, which is what David Byrne and in on the video he dances with a lamp, a tall lamp, in the video at the end of it. And I mean, it just goes to show you how. I mean, he was a a genius musician. Oh, yeah. Genius. Okay, but he was also goofy as hell. Yep. You know, and you, and you see They it, often you know, are. Yes, and yep. you see it full swing in this in this video and everything, but that's that's my favorite song. I would recommend that to all about, of the listeners. What about a, uh, a song that you, you, you have on repeat now? Um, I would say I'm going to I'm gonna put two out there if that's, that's okay. Fine. That's fine. All right. Um, the We're first, pretty lenient with the rules. The, the first one, all right, just got put on Spotify about a month ago, all right, and it's... Uh, called the thrill all right with wiz khalifa and empire of the sun okay and they this song has been out forever but they finally got it on spotify it took them 10 oh, years. oh really so have you heard it before this yes okay he played it live when wiz khalifa did it uh he did bunbury a couple years ago i'm a big big wiz khalifa yeah, fan he did mm-hmm. bunbury and he played this song there and i mean he he it's one of my favorites called the thrill wiz khalifa empire of the sun and there's another one all right, it's called uh, um, Camera by Yumi Zuma. I don't know if you guys... I'm a big EDM fan. Oh, okay. So it's um, a newer style. That's what I listen to. Otherwise, I'm listening to 70s, 80s music. I'm a huge 80s fan. Interesting. Yeah, nice. yeah. I mean, if you look on my like Peloton rides, like I did like a 70s ride today. I, saw, I, oh, saw, nice. I didn't see today, but I saw you did an 80s ride yeah, recently. Oh, yeah. right? I love doing the, the older music. I don't know, just... it. That's fun. Gets hey, me cool. going, so. Whatever you're into. Yeah. Danny, I'll let you go before me this week. So I'm trying to accomplish the lowest number of listens song that's ever been uh, plugged on this. Ooh, that's event. tough to do with, with some of the uh, production <laughs> guests we've had on here. So this is a friend of a friend's song. Okay. Has 1,887 listens. That's pretty low. I'm probably like 200 of them. Are you serious? Yeah, I love this so song. So this isn't just you pumping a friend of a friend. This is a song you love. Oh, yeah. It's called Same Kid by Jacob on the Moon. Okay. Dope. 
And it's what what style of music? Uh, it's kind of like a soft, like R and B pop kind of jam okay. to it. I literally, so he he's very uh, he he's popular enough to be on Spotify, but I don't know that music is like his like how he makes money or whatnot. Cause I mean, okay. his, his song that has the most listens only has 12,000 listens. Got it. it. Okay. So he's certainly not like raking in the dough, like music wise, but his stuff is very good and he's very talented. So nice. Okay. And it's on Spotify. Yeah. Nice. Less than 2000 total. That's listens. pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mine is a new Lake street dive song. Okay. So as you know, we've talked about, I think I've talked about on the podcast, Lake street dives, one of my favorite bands, right? One of my favorite current bands. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I just love like that Motown bluesy feel that they do with a little bit of rock. Um, they released a new song they announced yesterday. I think it was yesterday that they have, uh, an album dropping in March. So I'm pretty pumped about it. It's one of my favorite concerts I've ever been to. The new song is called Nobody's Stopping You Now. Um, it's got this, this weird vibe that's, uh, one of the reasons I love Lake Street Dive is they can go from, a ballad to a banger, right? Uh, and this is closer to the ballad side, but um, it just it, it gave me all the feels. It, it put me in a positive, positive mood. I, I, one of my things I, I think I've shared with you, Danny, is uh, as we roll into 2021, one of the, the things that has really struck me, um, you know, because, you know, we're all uh, largely encompassed by social media right especially you Danny at your job right um, and and we can be impacted negatively or positively so much by that um, and and I kept seeing a lot of um, in the last two weeks uh, thank God 2020 is over right um, I'm so glad we're in a new year 2020 is over man Everything that was happening on December 31st didn't stop happening on January 1st, right? right. It's, it's on us as humans. It's on us as um, friends and family and, and coworkers and whatever you want to say to, uh, to, to impact our own selves and, and our attitudes and everything else. So one thing that I'm really trying to do is just uh, rid negativity and um, really focus on positive energy um, which I know is like a super cliche thing to say, but, uh, but for me, you know, in, in, in a year that uh, was really easy to throw your hands in the air and wallow, and I, I've, I've admitted on this podcast that I spent a lot of time wallowing, just wh- why did this happen, have to happen, you know, when, when things were going great for my dream job and for this industry and for my family and my Sonder family and Finally, like I, I just I, I hit a point. You know, I've I've referenced it a couple times today with Zach because Zach and Ariel have a Peloton, as do Liz and I. And and one thing that uh, you know I've I've worked out for twelve straight days now. I haven't done that since high school, um, and so I'm just really kind of just focusing on positive energy and and trying to get right not only physically but also just just mentally and emotionally. So uh, that was a long winded way of saying that song's pretty dope, and and it kind of kind of put me in a good mood. Nice. Uh, today, so um, does everybody have beers? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I still, I, I will replenish the sales sample fridge, but I stole a couple of bosses. <laughs> I'm here for it because I got one of we're them. Not, we're not going to run out of boss anytime I soon. Don't think so. I, I think, think we're all right. I think we're okay. Yeah. Um, Zach, this is fun, man. Thanks. Yeah, thank, thank you guys um, for having me on. Thanks for having me on, man. Listeners. It was fun. Thank you, to the listeners. Come, uh, come see me on Mondays. I'm here every Monday. Say hi to Zach. You can't miss me. The redhead. Big, <laughs> Curly big redhead. Hair. Looks like Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Dale, Cheers, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is by far your best doppelganger <laughs> of all time. What Cheers, about guys. Andy Dalton? No? No. Andy Dalton's pretty good. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.